Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. I've definitely had my share of money problems over my lifetime. And I have certainly had money problems in trying to grow and build my business over the last few years. So I'm curious, what money problems do you need to solve? I want you to think about that for a minute. And what do you need in order to solve those problems? Do you need resources? Or do you need to drill down to the belief systems causing those money problems? Or maybe you just need to make the right decisions. Are you ever afraid that the decisions you make in your business could really put your family in serious financial danger? A lot of my clients feel that way. And we're all afraid of making big mistakes in our business. But the biggest mistake that you can make in your business is to keep operating with a limited money mindset because it will rob your business blind. And I know because it has kept me from growing my business the way that I had hoped or as fast as I hoped, right? And until I figured out those, those things that I was believing that were limiting me, I couldn't grow like I was supposed to, like I was meant to. So it will rob your business blind. It will keep you from doing the big things you're meant to do. It will keep you from making the big money you're meant to make. It will keep you from helping all the people you're meant to help. Operating with a limited money mindset means your decisions are based on lies masquerading as truth. Think about that for a minute. When you're operating with a limited money mindset, you see all of these limitations, but what if they're not really limitations? What if you're acting based on what you believe, but what you believe is a lie? Then you're making decisions based on lies. So to create and sustain the business you want, you have to make business decisions based on facts, based on truth. And in order to do that, you have to question what you consider are facts, what you consider are truth. You have to become better at finding the truth. You have to become more resourceful in finding that truth. So how can you become more resourceful? How can we solve any problem? By becoming the person who can solve any problem. That's reinforcing an identity that is capable, complete, and more than enough. And you are already that person, but if you don't believe you're that person, then you won't show up that way and you won't be able to solve any problem. And that's what reinforcing your identity is, which is what I'm talking about, which I've been talking about all month, is about is reinforcing that identity that no longer believes whatever the lie was that was making you less resourceful. It's starting to believe the truth that you are that person that can solve any problems. But a lot of my clients will ask me the same questions. And I laugh because I've asked these same questions to my coaches. (laughs) I mean, we all go there, right? But how do I do that? 
I didn't quite do that as whiny as I normally sound when I ask my coaches, but how? <laughs> you, you get the picture. So there's a gap between how we see ourselves and who we really are. And so when you are stepping into this new identity that you've built, where you've stripped away <clears throat> some of your money lies, then to keep reinforcing that identity, you have to keep stepping across that gap. The gap between how, we, how you see yourself and who you really are. And so, I mean, and we've been really working on this throughout the master process by first detecting and exposing the lies we're believing, then by building the awareness around the lie, gathering the intelligence to defeat the lie, and then scrutinizing and questioning that lie using that intel that we've gathered. And in the process of questioning the lie, the truth is then revealed and we can then transform our identity and step into that truth. Then once we step into that new identity, that truth, and act from that identity, we think differently, we feel differently, we act differently, because we've become someone different. And we get what that person gets, because we elevate our perspective, which elevates everything we do to a whole new level. And that's exactly what we're doing in Elevate Retreat. The goal is to come out of that retreat being able to have a perspective that allows you to elevate everything you do to a whole new level. Because when you elevate who you are and what you do to a whole new level, it elevates your business to a whole new level, right? So when we elevate our thinking, then we get those things. Then we continue reinforcing who we've become and what we've been able to achieve so that we can don't revert to how we used to see ourselves. And that's how we close that gap between how we see ourselves and who we really are. So I was reading a book recently by Bob Goff. And it's Live in Grace, Walk in Love, in case you want to check it out. It's a 365-day journey. And I, I like it because it's just a couple of quick pages to read. And so I usually read it before I go to bed. And uh, it's one of the days in there, he had, I pulled this quote from, from that. When Jesus called Peter a rock... After he had failed, he demonstrated that many of these labels we've given ourselves just aren't true. They're lies masquerading as reality. And so that comes from the, the scripture or the reference from Matthew sixteen eighteen. When you find yourself calling yourself by a name that just isn't true, remember what God calls us. He calls us his beloved. And so what I liked about this quote from Bob Goff's book is that he called Peter a rock. Even after he had failed, Peter was a rock, even though he failed, even though he made a mistake. And by doing this, he demonstrated that Peter, Peter was not a failure. He was a rock. That was his true identity. That was what he was meant to be. That was what he was meant to do. He was meant to be a leader. He was meant to be a rock for the disciples, for 
the people that would later follow him. And if he had believed the label of failure, right? I mean, I know I have failed a time or 200. And I know how I felt after those failures. And it's so easy to beat ourselves up and to call ourselves failures or to call ourselves not enough or to call ourselves not good enough or to call ourselves a loser or what's wrong with you or, you know, however you beat yourself up because most of us do it. I know I'm, I still catch myself. I just this past week caught myself beating myself up and I am specifically working on this. So. If I can do it when I'm specifically working on it, then yeah, it doesn't surprise me that most everybody beats themselves up at some point or another, right? But you have to see yourself in truth and not see yourself in the lies. So one example that this brought to mind for me was... I don't know, it was probably about a year ago. I had, um, I think this was when, when we still had the old LCS Slack. So it was whatever, it was before they got rid of that. Um, but I had put out a request for a peer coach because the um, peer coaching relationship that I had been in had ended. We were both getting busier in our businesses and our schedules just didn't quite line up anymore. So I put out a request for another, uh, for a peer coach and I was floored at the number of people that responded. I mean, I got more than 30 people that responded and I guess I just (laughs) didn't really expect that many responses. And so so I started responding uh, to each of the people that had had taken me up on my offer just to let them know I'm going to have to figure out a way to narrow this down to just a couple of people so so that um, we can decide what the best fit is. Obviously, I didn't have time to talk to 30 plus people about peer coaching. So and some of them were like, oh, of course, I mean, it's no surprise to me, you're pretty much a rock star, you know, got a couple of responses like that. And I was like scratching my head and I'm going, what in the world is going on here? Because I did not see myself that way. And I did not see myself as a rock star. I did not see myself as visible, as well-connected, as well-known as the money coach. Um, and so it really kind of stunned me and set me back on my heels. And so I was talking to my coach the next week about it. And I was like, I got to tell you about this experience that I had. And so I was telling him and he was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, what? (laughs) I think there's a gap here. I think there's a little bit of a difference between, uh, there's obviously a difference between how I see myself and how other people see me. And so it really made me realize that how I saw myself might not be accurate or might not be serving me because how others saw me was clearly 
very, very different. And it opened up my eyes to how many times I, I felt and how I saw myself was very, very different than who I truly was. It, it even made me think back to all of my years in corporate and all of the times that I felt like I wasn't cutting it started to, you know, kind of make me wonder, maybe I really wasn't as bad as I was making myself out to be. And so I started thinking about the things that I had accomplished in corporate and the things where I had shown up and I had saved the day. And I started coming to the conclusion that I was actually pretty capable. I was smart and resourceful. And I had some really great ideas that I took to leadership and they had me implement. And I really was a person who people came to with questions. I was a person who people came to to figure out problems. I was a problem solver. And and they did that because I could figure anything out. And the reason I could figure anything out is because I wouldn't give up until I did. And so I, looking back on that and realizing how different my view of myself was at that time versus who I was really, I started to wonder, imagine if I had actually been showing up as if I was a superstar, how big a superstar I could have been. Because I never went for promotions or more responsibility a lot, you know, when I was in corporate, because I was thinking, yeah, I don't belong um, this is just such a, a political environment. I don't do well in, in this, you know, with politics and all of that. And shoot, I'm barely getting by as it is. I'm barely surviving as it is. Imagine if I get a um, promotion and get more responsibility, how am I ever going to keep up? So I never went for anything big. I, I played small. I played really small in corporate. And I liked working behind the scenes and supporting everybody else. And it was because of how I saw myself. Now, this also opened up my eyes to how my clients might see themselves versus how I see them. Because I show up to my coaching sessions like they're rock stars. I see them as straight up superstars and I treat them like they're phenomenal coaches and entrepreneurs. And they are. Because I know that whatever their results are reflecting, it's not even half as good as what they truly are. And because of the money lies that they're believing, because of what they believe about themselves, because of their relationship with themselves, and, and, what, and how incapable they sometimes feel. They are so much more capable, so much smarter and more amazing than they can even imagine when they come start working with me. They already are that when they show up to their first session. They don't have to become that. They just have to realize that's who they truly are and then start acting like it. The only reason their results don't reflect what they're truly capable of is because they're showing up as who they think they are, not who they really are. And who they think they are is someone who can't get the results they want or who that's not available to or doesn't deserve to get that. 
So my experience of seeing myself through others' eyes was such a gift because not only did it open up a whole new set of possibilities for me, but also a whole new set of possibilities for my clients because then I could see that gap and I could guide them across that gap. Before, I didn't see the gap. I was just looking at who they were and then, you know, expecting them to act like that, which was not a problem because they, you know, sort of mirrored that energy a lot of times. And, you know, if I believed in them, then they would go out and do stuff as if they believed in it. Um, Other times they would resist. And that's when we would identify the, the money lies. So, I mean, it worked out either way for how I was seeing them, but it was helpful for me to at least be able to start to identify that gap so that I could coach them through that. So, um, but the only way that I received that gift was by putting myself out there. And that's how we become more resourceful by being willing to explore all of it by not backing away from the intense discomfort that we feel when we start to get too close to a potential breakthrough. And that's exactly what we're doing in Elevate Retreat. We're given all of the things that you're struggling with in your money and in your business, a good hard look to find the real source of the problem. We're diving into all the hard questions and coming away with some really big breakthroughs. I can't tell you how excited I am for the women that are already signed up and for the others that I know will be signing up for the remaining spots. And there are a couple spots available. So if you're interested in that, go sign up. Because the only way you're going to get to the bottom of your money problems are to take a look at them. And I mean to really, really take a look at them. Um, Because a lot of the clients that come to me, they say that they've looked at money, but then we look at it in a whole new way and it opens up the floodgates for them. And the only way you're going to know if you really have a money mindset problem is to take action in your business. That's what really does such a good job at ferreting out the money lies, taking action. When you take the action or you avoid taking the action, that's when the drama surfaces. And that's when we can look at what the underlying money lie is. What is it that you're believing that is causing the drama that makes you uh, avoid taking the action or causing the drama when you take the action and don't get the results that you expect. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that this is that you're, you're not able to, to make money or build your business without this, but at some point it is going to come up. And I've had clients that have been successful and then the money lies still come up and then that it still creates money problems. So, I mean, if you think about it, how many times have you backed away from something you thought about doing, but you got worried about what someone else would think, or you got spooked by who might see you out there, or you started to question who you thought you were doing something like that. And that can happen at any level in your business. And I've done it too. 
But if I hadn't followed through on putting that peer coach request out there, I wouldn't have received such a gift and I wouldn't have had my eyes open to the truth of how people see me. So it wouldn't have made me look. I wouldn't have had a reason to look to see where the gap was. So I had to put myself out there in order to do that, in order to get that. I had to be willing to consider that what I was believing that was making me tentative or cautious or timid could actually be a lie. And I'm not saying you have to call it a lie, but you do have to be willing to look for things that could be different than what they appear. Like that rearview mirror. Things in the mirror are further away or closer than they appear. Something like that. Things are not as they appear. (laughs) It's like the wizard behind the curtain. In order to solve all your money problems, you have to know which problems stem from lies. And then you have to seek the truth about those problems. So even when it feels so true, and it will feel true because it's safer if it's true. So your brain convinces you that it's true. It doesn't want you to look at it because that would just be a whole lot of work and a whole lot of trouble and it doesn't feel great. <laughs> so, but yeah, you don't have to put, put yourself out there if it's true, right? So your brain is going to try to convince you, oh yeah, that's, the, that's, that's reality. If it's true that I don't matter, then I don't have to be bold. I don't have to be fearless. I don't have to take courage. I don't have to do risky things like share my ideas on social media because I'm afraid that somebody will disagree with them. Do a video on something controversial. Offend somebody by talking about how I believe in Jesus and trust God for everything I do. Because it feels risky. It feels like we're heading toward the edge of a cliff. We could be setting ourselves up for devastation. Or we could be setting ourselves up for a breakthrough. So you have to be willing to take that chance that what you're setting yourself up for is a breakthrough. What are your options? Keep playing small or take the chance that what you most fear might be true. What's at stake? Really, nothing. And your brain will even say, oh, nothing. But then it won't look at it when the fear comes up and it feels like something is at stake because it'll just pass it off. Oh, it's nothing. But really nothing is at stake because you're already getting what you would get if that were true. So the upside is so much bigger than the downside. If it's true, what do you lose? Really nothing. But if it's not true, if it's a lie that I don't matter, then what's possible? You don't really lose anything if you're right because you're already living there. But if you're wrong and you're really as amazing as everyone thinks you are, if you do matter, then you stand to gain so much more. That's the more you're made for. So I want you to take a chance and I'll be there to catch you if you fall. <laughs>